Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hi, this is Steve. I spent the last half an hour trying to come up with a clever little preview for Rocky, this week's episode on the cinephiles. I've tried introducing it from a historical perspective, from a personal one. I've tried contrasting Rocky with the other great movie franchises. Spoiler alert, Rocky is completely unique. I've tried to be funny, serious, educational, and all of that sounds just plain terrible. In the end, there's really only one thing I have to say about our upcoming episode. Rocky is special. It's a special character, a very special film, and a special place in both our hearts. Now, John and I couldn't wait to talk about it, and we can't wait to share our thoughts with you. So, that's 1976, Rocky, starring Sylvester Stallone, this Friday on The Cinephiles. Welcome once again to The Cinephiles, where each week we enter the world of a great film, we explore its themes, the history, the filmmaking, and the influence it has on us today. My name is Steve Morris. I'm a filmmaker and directing instructor in Los Angeles, California. Hello, everyone. My name is John Roca. I'm a voiceover artist and host of numerous shows here in Los Angeles, uh, and also occasionally an actor on camera. There we go. And today we're doing a movie that's it's just really special to me. Yeah, special to both of us. Yeah, this is, this is Rocky, yeah. 1976. Mm-hmm. How'd you first come to it? Uh, Rocky was something that I saw as a kid. I remember seeing it on TV. Uh, my parents did not take me to see this one, uh, but I did see it on TV, and I just was obsessed. Like, I'm one of these guys that is a massive Stallone fan, massive Rocky fan. So for me, it was great to see that film and connect with someone with a character as downtrodden uh, as against the odds as Rocky was, you know, growing up in a as a Latino, like as a Latino in 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 my life, like uh, dealing with the the world as it was here in this country at times, and also like not having a lot of money, I identified so powerfully with Rocky. Like we didn't, we were we grew up poor, like we didn't have a car for the first two years that my parents and I lived together in this country, and so it was just like there was so much about the Rocky story that was the American story, like this idea of overcoming the odds and succeeding and and succeeding. Succeeding not in the way you thought, right? right? Succeeding still, though. And it was just such a powerful, powerful film. And I remember it affecting me so much so that I would, you know, the sequel, I saw the sequel on TV. And then, of course, I was old enough to go see three, four, all of them. I've seen all of them in the theater, every single one except for the first two. Yeah, so my parents took me to see it. I was eight years old. Right we went on. down to the Tiburon Playhouse, which is the tiny movie theater down in the kind mm-hmm. of the little suburb I lived in, grew up in. Mm-hmm. And... This is the first movie I ever cried at. Wow. Like this is, and that was just a big, I didn't know I could have that experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember just being so 
moved at the end as an yeah. eight, eight-year-old kid. Yeah. And then I remember, I can remember going to school the next day throwing punches. Not at, <laughs> not at people, of course, but just like singing, dun, 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 right. dun, and running around throwing punches. And it just, mm -hmm. this viscerally affected me in this really strong way. Yeah. Of course, I've seen all the movies. It started my love of boxing, mm. you know, and, and, yeah. and the Rocky just is, he, Rocky as a character is just so unique yeah. and so special and so in my heart, you know, yeah. as, 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 as I, right. I can't think of any other character offhand that just sticks with me as much as Rocky Balboa, the wow. Italian stallion does. That's amazing. I just love him. That's You know what? Ironically, my first film I ever cried in was the champ. The, Oh yeah. That'll Rick, make a person cry. Right. The Ricky Schroeder, the Ricky John Schroeder Boy one. remake of the what Wallace that Berry, one? Jackie Cooper. I think it's 70. It's right after yeah, that. Maybe. It's right 77, 78, yeah. something like that. I remember that. I cried in that too. Yeah. So it's ironic. Boxing was the first film that make both of us cry. Well, so something that we talked about before we talked about baseball films yeah. is that the, for me, the two sports that make the best movies mm -hmm. are baseball and boxing. Absolutely. And, and, and it's, because and boxing in particular reveals so much about character right and rocky is all about character yep. and we can't start talking about rocky without talking about sylvester stallone yeah um sylvester stallone uh wrote this film mm -hmm. and there's only if you talk about big movie stars there's only one other instance I, that i can think of of where a star wrote their way into success. Okay. And the only other one I can think of is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in Goodwill Hunting. Oh. But other than that, this is not how you get to be a star. Right. Um, Stallone is a very, very smart guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was really struggling. I mean, he was yeah. barely getting by. He was homeless a couple of times. Yeah. He um, had to act in some softcore mm -hmm. porn that you know, had bit parts here mm -hmm. and there. And finally, he decided, no one's given me a part. And he's a strange looking guy yeah. in terms of Hollywood and leading men and no yeah. one believed him in and, and finally he decides to to write this movie and 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 s s he went to see Chuck Wepner yep. fight Muhammad Ali mm -hmm. which uh, is a very famous fight where there's nobody mm -hmm. whose nickname is the Bayonne Bleeder yeah <laughs> goes 15 rounds with Ali only gets knocked out in the, like 17 seconds before the end yeah. TKO yeah and uh, and knocked Ali down in the yeah. ninth. Yeah. You, you seen the fight? I've seen, I, I've seen the fight. Yes, and there's a, a film out now. Oh, that's right. That's where right. Lee Schreiber is playing Chuck Wepner in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 if you watch him, uh, I mean, he knocks Ali down. It's not a very clean knockdown. Right. It's kind yeah. of a weird body build. Looks kind yeah. of like Ali might have tripped. Yeah. But from that point forward, Ali just takes him mm. apart. Mm -hmm. Chuck Wepner stays standing. Yeah. And Sylvester Stallone's in the audience. And he sits down and writes Rocky. Yeah. And it immediately kind of causes a sensation. And uh, Erwin Winkler, who's a great storied producer, mm -hmm. and Robert Chartoff decide to, to buy it. Mm -hmm. They offer Stallone a lot of money. And he says, no. Yeah. It's an amazing story. I mean, the guy is literally eating dog food. <laughs> literally. So he says, at right. this time, they offer him maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars. And he says, I want to be in it. And they said, no, you can't be in it. You're nobody. Right. right. And... Then they offer him, or they start off offering like seventy-five thousand dollars, and then they offer him a hundred, and then they offer him one hundred and twenty-five, and he yeah. says no, and he says no, and he's going to lose his apartment, and he's out of money, and he's eating dog food, and he says no because they wanted to go to our good friend Robert Redford, yeah, <laughs> um, which is insane, yeah, and, and I can't remember who the uh, Ryan O'Neill I think was the other one they were that talking makes about. sense makes a little more sense than Redford, yes, and finally gets up to I think two hundred thousand dollars, and he says no, and they finally decide well. We'll give you scale, 
for the script, which is like $20,000. Right. And you can act in it, and we're going to cut the budget in a quarter, and you have to shoot the movie in 28 days. And he says yes. Done. The balls of that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to believe in yourself more than other people believe in you in a way that is almost crazy, almost stupid. But sometimes that's what it takes, man. Absolutely. Well, and what's this movie about? Yeah. A million yeah. to one shot. Yeah. The yeah. question is how far do you push it? That's right. That's always the – because there's, right. there's a certain point, and we've seen people that we know – Yeah. <laughs> take it too far right. and blow an opportunity. I, yeah. blew an, I blew an opportunity uh, where I was working for uh, – I'd done a rewrite for Fred Weintraub. Mm. And then he asked me to do a uh, – to come up with a new story for this thing he wanted. He said yeah. he paid me 500 bucks. So I said, okay. So I come up with my new thing and I give it to him and he doesn't pay me. Now, I had an in with him, and, yeah. and, and there was a possibility that I would write another script for him. And right. he made these really low-budget movies. Maybe I'd get to direct one at some point. A buddy of mine directed one for him, and he didn't pay me. And I went, you didn't pay me. And he said, well, I didn't like it. I was like, that wasn't our deal. Right. You know, our deal was you said, write this. I wrote it. I still really like the idea, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and now you didn't pay me. And he said, I'll tell you what. Either, either you shut up about this and never mention it again, or I pay you. And we never speak again. And you walk out that door. Wow. And I said, pay me. Huh. Um, and, and it was this pride moment mm -hmm. of, it's obviously not exactly the Rocky story, but it was right. this pride moment where I was, because I was like, if I let him abuse me right now, he's going to continue to abuse me forever. Mm -hmm. So I had to stand up for myself. And I never spoke to him again. Wow. That was the end of our relationship. Wow. And, it, and it really, you know, and I go back and gone, man, I could have eaten some shit. And uh, mm -hmm. maybe gotten another script, and yeah. been because it was sort of Roger Corman. I mean, he was he was abusive, yeah, um, in terms of taking people, taking advantage of people mm -hmm. monetarily. Right. But you know, it's a choice I made. Yeah. that I've thought about a lot. <laughs> that maybe I should have gone the other way. Well, what's the other option? You, like you said, you could have done that. You could have eaten some shit, and who knows? Maybe if you had stayed in that sphere. You'd have hit it out of the park a couple of times, made your money, and then you'd, you'd have been demanding terms to him. You'd have been dictating terms well, to or him. Or I would have had a or, film under my belt that I could have gone and taken out and gotten more work somewhere well, else. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. And so, or the, yeah, but the other option is you could have also just been abused consistently. And what would have that done to your physical health? You what would that nowhere. do to your mental health? Right. Well, or, and, and career he, health. And the movie that I had written, they took my name off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, but it's so, the movie is so horrible. Yeah. I only watch it once. I had to get drunk to watch it. It's so terrible. I'm kind of okay that my name's not <laughs> there on it. There we go. So, so anyway. You so, made the right decision, I so, think. So back to Sly. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they shot this 28 days. It's very low budget. Yeah. They had five days they shot in Philadelphia. That's it. Wow. Which is amazing. They shot a lot just kind of run and gun. Mm -hmm. You know, going out without. It's, it's, by the way, one of the very first uses of a Steadicam. Oh. Um, barely working. Just invented like that year. Steadicam wow. is, in, okay. is in Rocky. And it was funny too. Um, when 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 Stallone wrote this movie, you know the movies he was thinking about. No, I was. It was funny because I was thinking about these movies. Okay, Mean Streets, M Marty, sure, and On the Waterfront. Interesting. Yeah, that you can see that. You they're, can definitely see that. It's so clearly there. Yeah, yeah. Um, New York is definitely. Or I mean, Philadelphia. Brother is a character in this movie. As much as Balboa, as much as Mickey, as much as Apollo Creed. Absolutely. And Paulie and all, and, and of course Adrian. Of course, yeah. Well, and city. it's got the street life of yep. Mean Streets. It's mm -hmm. got the the sweetness of Marty. Yes. You know, and it's got that boxer who never quite made it. Yeah. Like on the waterfront. Yep. I mean, it's just so clearly takes elements from those films. Absolutely. Um, Who's what? not that smart. Right. Right? Yeah. Like uh, like uh, uh, on the waterfront, like, like Brando's Brando, character. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. 
Should we get in the movie? Yeah. We gotta talk about that title. <laughs> that is the biggest title ever, and we first hear that Rocky thing. Yeah. That's a bold statement for your movie. It really is. But what a great way to get you into oh, yeah. it. And we, we talked about on Star Wars how the um, fanfare ends of 20th Century yes. Fox, and then there's just quiet, and then, bah, bah, like, it's just that way. I think the seven, I think they kind of took a, a page out of the Star Wars book, because it was one year before, I think, if I remember right. correctly. Uh, so they, the, I think that's a great way to go, because it's, once again, it's a United Artists, Black Frame. Bum, bum, ba, da, ba, and then just coming the across great Bill like Conti this, theme. Yeah, man. Yeah. Bill Conti, fantastic. And we go right into a fight with Spider Rico. Right. This was shot at the end of the film. <laughs> so, so he's actually in the best possible shape. Yeah. And he really probably shouldn't be. Uh, but you could see just from fighting style, mm-hmm. like we're in this grungy, mm-hmm. divey place. And we see that he's not a great boxer. Yeah. Uh, and he gets headbutted. Mm-hmm. And then he goes apeshit crazy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great beginning too, Steve, because it's under the picture of Jesus. Yeah, right. This whole so you get this vibe. It's again, again, the city, the character of the city. He's Italian. Like there's this connection. God yeah. is a big thing in the in, in Catholicism. Obviously, it's a big thing in the yeah, Italian I've heard, I've community. Heard that. Yeah, I've heard that about God. Community. Yeah, yes. So like all this, and so it's like it's this all there, and then you see him, and, he, and it, that's what's so great. Also, is like you have this amazing, fantastic score, and you're going into a, basically a, a, a club fight. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's got some guy in his corner who doesn't really seem to yeah. know anything. Yeah. And then, you know, he finishes the fight. He wins. And a guy comes into pain. And one of the interesting things, too, he goes back to the dressing room yeah. with Spider Rico. With Spider Rico. There's no, there's no anger there. Right. Like, whatever we saw happen in the ring has nothing to do. It's not in him anymore. But there is that little kind of jibe because he says, you got lucky tonight. Yeah. Yeah, which is Oh, from Spider Rico? Yeah, from Spider Rico. No, I'm, but I'm saying from Rocky. No, no, there isn't. Right. He's got no, no. no anger. He doesn't carry Rico. it in there, yeah. They get paid. Yeah. Forty dollars. He gets forty. Yeah, yeah, for winning. And the what is the first thing he asks after getting this ridiculously small amount of money? When can I fight again? Yeah, I'm telling you, the fact that Stallone <laughs> is an actor who struggled for work. Yeah. Anyone who knows anything about being an actor has been in that moment. Yep. Getting completely fucked with and abused, and then and having a terrible part in something, yeah. and then saying, "When can I do it again?" Yeah. You know. Yeah. When's the next time I get to try this? Yeah. When do I get to do it? Well, and also I think Steve, the when he's walking back to the locker room, and this is, I think this is something that struck me watching it this time around for the podcast. You see those fans talking to him. You see that woman just yelling at him. He's a bum. You know what those people are? Those are the people on YouTube. Those are the people on Twitter. Those are the people leaving those comments now on those of us who are in the social media world yeah. of criticizing film or talking about film. Those are those people come to life. You know, right there. Fans are fans, no matter what arena it's in, sports, film, pop culture, whatever, you are subject to being called a bum in any arena. Yeah, how's the view from the cheap seats? Exactly. I, I fucking hate it. Yeah. You know, it's like, do, do we as artists or on this podcast or anywhere else yeah. make wrong decisions? Yeah. Sure. Of course, all the time. Sure. But you haven't been here. Yeah, you know, right. you haven't been out directing a movie on set. You haven't been the quarterback at the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. You haven't been. That stuff is hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah, they're going to be mistakes. And it's yeah, yeah, it really, really, really bugs me. Yeah, yeah, because calling me a bum is not an opening for discourse. No, pointing out intelligently your points of views with correct grammar and correct pronunciation, correct uh, punctuation. 
then I read and listen and respond, and we can have an intelligent yeah. back and forth. You calling me names is no way to impress, and which is what struck me watching that part. Like, but those are the people in the cheap sheets, right? Yep, they're in the cheap seats. Yeah. So uh, he takes a walk home, goes by this pet store. Yeah. Walks by Mickey's gym, sees some guys on the corner. That's Frank Stallone, his yep. brother, singing on the corner. Yep. Uh, heads up to his beautiful apartment. Yes, <laughs> beautiful. Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, that's some great production design. Yeah. Um, and really showing because Hollywood has a tendency, even when people are poor, yeah. to somehow they're in a three bedroom apartment <laughs> in Manhattan. You know, this is not that. No, not at all. He's got his animals. He talks to his animals. That's who keeps him company. And he has yeah. all, you know, and it's a great scene because it establishes his world. Right. right. And it's fantastic in that way. And he starts practicing this, saying this thing in front of a mirror. We yeah. don't quite know what it is. Yeah. And one of the things you see with Rocky, you see him without the movie, he is always throwing punches. Mm-hmm. His body is always almost like a twitch. Mm-hmm. Like he's always just moving a little bit to throw a punch. Uh, and then the next morning, we go back to the pet store yeah. and meet Talia Shire. Yep. Adrian. This is her best performance. You know, it's like she's fine with The Godfather. She's yeah. good. And she's in other things and mm-hmm. she's good. But this performance as Adrian is so unique. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful and so lovely. She's great. When she has the chance to shine in movies, she's fantastic. Yeah. She's great in this movie. She's great in Rocky Three, and she's great in Godfather Three, even though Godfather Three is a crap film. She's fantastic in it. Yeah. Uh, part of her audition, she auditioned for this. Mm-hmm. Part of her audition process, by the way, was that John Alvidson, who is the director, mm-hmm. uh, gave her $8 and said, go buy your wardrobe. Huh. And she went out and bought clothes and came back, and that's the clothes I think we see her in in this first wow, scene. Wow, that's great. It's actually a really cool director mm-hmm. move for mm-hmm. this character. Right. Because her costumes, her, her outfits are so a part of who this character yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if there's a, if there was a picture in the dictionary under painfully shy. Yeah. It would be Adrian at the beginning mm-hmm. of this movie. Absolutely. I mean, she is almost doesn't exist. She's so shy. But still sneaks glances at oh, Rocky. Yeah. Because Rocky's been stopping by this pet store, we feel, for quite some time. Right? He knows Butkus. Yeah, the other woman that walks in who's kind of her boss. Is right. Like, talks about the turtle food. Talks about, right. you know, makes fun of his jokes. So he's been stopping by for quite some time. Absolutely. This obsession with Adrian has been around for a while, right? This attraction, rather, I would say. Well, and this is the interesting thing about Rocky. Rocky is not attracted to glamour. No. Rocky is attracted to Adrian. Right. He, and if you look at all the people in Rocky's world, yeah. they're all flawed and mm-hmm. complicated. Mm-hmm. And Rocky has just endless levels of love for these mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. even when these people aren't very nice. Well, he has his moments, too. Because he understands this community. He Absolutely. is part of this community. He has his moments of anger and lashing out, you know? Yeah. And, and But Adrian is like what that old Benny King song, uh, A Rose in Spanish Harlem. She is that rose in Philadelphia that he sees, that no one else can right. see, seems to see. Absolutely. He sees her beauty, yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. That's a great That's a great point. Yeah. And by the way, the dog, Bupkis, that he talks to? Yeah. That's Stallone's dog. Yes. That's his real dog. Yeah. Yeah. So now we get to go see Rocky go to work on the yeah. docks. Uh-huh. Gazzo. Yeah, he works for a loan shark. Yeah. And you, you see both things. You see his scariness. Yeah. And you see his heart. Right. Because he doesn't break the guy's thumbs. Nope. And the guy begs him to take his coat. The guy begs him to, to, to that he'll, he'll pretend as if he broke his thumbs. He'll walk around with all that kind of stuff. But Rocky knows. Rocky yeah. knows you can't get away with that stuff. And this is, you know, we talked about this phrase, phrase before. This is save the cat. There's a lot of save the cat, yeah. which is we have a character that we're worried you're going to. I don't think this is so manipulative in this one. Is that it, sometimes it's like we have a character. We're worried that people are going to think he's a bad guy. So we have him do nice things right. to see he's a good guy. I don't think that's really what's happening here because Rocky is a nice guy. Yeah, he is. He is just a sweet 
Man. Yeah. Unbelievably sweet. The scene on the dock is the very first thing they filmed. And uh, there's a stipulation in Stallone's contract because the studio is so worried about this non-star playing this part mm -hmm. that if he's not good, they can fire him. And so when he's playing that scene, he's like, it's on the line. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine that pressure? Yeah. Like knowing the studio doesn't want you. It's like, you better be good today. If you want something and you're putting the studio's balls in a vice, yeah. you better show up and yeah. you better represent when your, mo when your time is called because that's how it works. Well, this is part of the magic of this movie. Yeah. Because this movie is the Rocky story. Yeah. This is the movie he's got itself. One, the yeah. movie. This is Stallone in this moment. Yeah. He's an unknown nobody who's completely on the edge of giving it up. Yeah. And he's got one shot. Yeah. And he makes the most of a it. A million to one shot, exactly. It's a million to one shot. It really is. And Joe Spinell does a great job as Gazzo. Just he's a fantastic great. actor. We see him in Godfather as well. You know, and of course Talia Shire is Coppola's sister. Right. So there's there's all that connection around the film. Yeah. Well and 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 <clears throat> Stallone met him when they were extras on some gig. Oh wow. Yeah. And, and just always liked him. <laughs> he works great. And he's great. He's great. He's so natural. How come you didn't break this guy's thumb like I told you? How do you know I didn't break it? You don't think I hear things? Did I give you a job this morning or I didn't? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So why didn't you break his thumb like I told you to? When you don't do what I tell you to do, you make me look bad, huh? I figure, look, I figure if I break the guy's thumb, he gets laid off, right? He can't make Yeah, well, don't money. figure it. Let me do the figuring, okay, Rock? From here on, just let me do the figuring. You know? These guys think that we're running some kind of charity or something. They're going to get a flight. From here on in, do what I tell you to do because it's bad for my reputation. You understand? You got, you got it, Rock? I got it. Hey, how do you spell Del Rio? Nothing in a dictionary, right? Come on. Yeah, I won't let that happen no more. I've got the thumb. Well, and, and here's a loan shark who who is, is paying Stallone to break some guy's thumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a really nice guy. He's a decent fellow. There's no bad guys in this movie. Except the driver. He's the driver's like, a he, dick. He's an asshole. He is horrible. Buddy is an asshole. Yeah, yeah. he is horrible. And Steve, you brought up something real quick. What's great about his, him showing the heart here is we understand Rocky is only a leg breaker by default. There's nothing right. else he can really do. He doesn't seem to want to work a regular job because a regular job won't let him box. Boxing is what he loves. And that's what you talk about. Like he's constantly throwing punches. He constantly throws punches because that's where he feels his power. Yeah. Even shadow punching, he has a visceral connection to boxing that when he's shadow punching, he's in a way reestablishing his own power yeah. in his life. And so it's great to watch that. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and we're going to watch it in the perfect place because he's about to show up at the gym. Yes. And we're going to meet Burgess Meredith. Yeah. I love him. I adore Burgess <laughs> Meredith. I adored him. I knew him before because he was the Penguin. Yes. So I grew up watching him in, in Batman, and it was also right around this time that I discovered the Twilight Zone. Yes. And see oh. those great Burgess Merediths in the Twilight Zone. The, the, library, the, the, the book one the book is one? one of my top five episodes of Twilight Zone. Yeah. Because just the twist at the end is like, oh. I think, I think it's called Time Enough at Last. Time Enough at Last, yeah. It is so good, and I really hope that guy can stumble around and find another pair of glasses. <laughs> I don't think so, bud. That ruins the no, episode if no, he does. No, it's so crushing. And, 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 and Burgess Meredith, he's a guy who acted for six decades. Yeah. He was a big Broadway star, Broadway director, acted in tons and tons of theater, mm -hmm. is in lots of movies, and he... You know, like this character, Mickey, he gives it his all. Yeah. Everything he has goes in. You can just feel it's, it's like he's eating lightning and crapping thunder in this movie. <laughs> it's just it so is. damn good. Yeah. Um, so uh, Rocky gets to Mickey's gym. He goes to the locker room. That's not his lock. Not anymore. <laughs> I love that he keeps his combo in his hat. 
Uh, and then Rocky doesn't, he doesn't go talk to anybody. Nope. Grabs fire extinguisher, knocks that lock right mm-hmm. off. But unfortunately, they put him in skid row. Yeah. They just bagged his stuff. Mikey put his stuff there. But that's, but that's what I'm talking about, Steve. He has his moments where he does stuff that is not hero-like. Like him grabbing that fire extinguisher and smashing that lock out. That's someone else's lock. It's someone else's lock. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Well, because it's a break and entry. He snaps. Yes. This is the thing. Exactly. He moments when he snaps. With the headbutt and you see yeah. there's there's anger in there. Yeah. And most of the time that anger is just kept in. And mm-hmm. then and, and is I think it's not that the niceness isn't true. No, no, no. It's just there's this other thing. Because he's frustrated with his station in life. He I think he always feels that there's something bigger for him. And so when people do these things to him, the snap comes out. Well, this is why Rocky is so universal mm-hmm. because we all feel that way. Yeah. We all think we're the hero of our own story True. and that we're the special. I mean, like people approach this different ways, but certainly, yeah. you know, if you're an artist out in this world, you have that feeling and you also have that feeling of Rocky that someone just put your stuff on Skid Row yeah. and someone else's lock on your locker. That's right. You know, and I didn't know those feelings when I was eight, when I saw it. Right. Still, but I know those feelings now, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, he goes out to talk to Mickey. Mickey's not nice. Nope. Hey, Mick. Shut up. Shut up. Time! Time! What the hell? What do you want? How you feeling today? What? I said, how you feeling? What are you, a doctor or something? What, you got a problem today? Never mind my problem. What's your problem? My problem is I've been talking to your man, Mike. I want to know how come I've been put out of my lot. Because Dipper needed him. Dipper's a contender. He's a climber. Do you know what you are? What? Tomato. Me? Yeah, let's face it. I run a business here, not a goddamn soup kitchen. Did you fight last night? Yeah. Did you win? Yeah, I won K1 a second. Yeah, who'd you fight? Spider Rico. <laughs> He's a bum. You think everybody I fight is a bum? Well, ain't they? You got hard, but you fight like a goddamn ape. He, he, he's just pretty insulting to him. Yeah, he is. He immediately just is undercutting Rocky from the beginning. Yeah. Like, just cutting him out. Not a nice guy. No. And uh, Rocky goes back to the pet store. Yeah, a lot of this is improv. This scene with Talia, oh really? Kind of the joking around a lot. They did it. But oh. what, what Sly said, and he says he like because remember Stallone goes on to be a director. He's right, right, not right. directing this movie. Right. What he says is that this is a thing he likes to do. That it, you do a scene two or three takes uh, on the script, mm-hmm. and that the script can get a little stale. And so for the fourth take or the fifth take, you know, let's play with it a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. that's a lot of the scene is a lot of the, him and Talia Shire wow. playing with it. A really good. It's scene. really sweet. Really sweet. Yeah. Um, and let's go. We go to the tavern and we meet Polly. Yeah. Bert Young. I need a Cadillac to connect with your sister. Something wrong with my face. You know what I mean? Sometimes she gets me so crazy, I could split her head with a razor. Don't get mental, man. You know. Well, you caught me in a bad mood. You're always in a bad mood. Adrian ain't sharp. Adrian is a loser. Hey. She's pushing 30 freaking years old. And if you don't watch out, she's going to end up dying alone. I'm 30 myself. And you're going to end up dying alone. Hey, I don't see no crowd around you, need. You know I'd like to I mean? kill a freaking moron who broke the mirror. That's Come what on, I... let's get out of the state, would you? Come on. This guy. <laughs> Look at you. Well, there's certain actors. <laughs> there's certain actors who don't th- seem like they're acting. Right. They just seem like you're that guy. Mm-hmm. And Burt Young in this role, I, that's just that's just Burt Young as Polly. I can't see him any other way. Really? Yeah. Do you remember Back to School? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's so nice in Back to School. He's great in Back to School. Right. But in this role, mm-hmm. it just the, the character he's inhabiting. Yeah. Um, by the way, I have a secret love for back to school. Me too. We that should is, probably do that on the cinema. I that would is ha- definitely a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I yeah. would happily do that. I mean, when he does the triple Lindy, that is just 
This <laughs> is just <laughs> it's that greatest. movie. Oh, yep. okay. But we digress. No, no, no. Yeah, yes. Burt Young's character is complicated yes. and not nice and yeah. sad. But, and But you know those people. Right? Oh, yeah. You, you, if you grew up in those kinds of inner cities, you know guys like that. Which I did not. Well, I'm just, yeah, yeah. well, my first nine years was that. So you grew up in that kind of stuff. You, know, you meet people like that. You encounter people like that who are very bitter and frustrated with the world, with their life. And whereas Rocky has his... Has his Flashes and then he still goes on doing what he's doing. Paulie is a constant ball of uh, unhappiness yeah. and disappointment in his and life, anger and, and anger, blaming yeah. everyone else for his station yeah. in life. It's not his fault; it's everyone else's fault that he is where he is, right? And it's just that he takes out all the time on everyone around him. Yeah, and you you sit there and go, "How does Rocky tolerate this guy?" Yeah, but Rocky loves him. Mm-hmm. Rocky loves Paulie, well, and, and one of the, oh, go also ahead. because he's Adrian's brother. Well, yeah, it's that kind of thing. But do you think that's do you think that's do you think no? That's I don't mechanism? think manipulative at all. Yeah. I think he does care about him, but also because he's Adrian's brother, he cares about him. Yeah. Like I think they were friends first, I think and so then too. Adrian grew, and then he developed a love. I think for they Adrian. went to school together yes. or whatever. Something Absolutely. Like that. Sometimes you you know you, you you can't choose your family. You choose your friends, and sometimes your friends you have to kind of deal with the bullshit that goes with it. Well, not sometimes. You, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, you can always end the friendship. Yeah, sure. But, but if I mean, you have if you friends, stay, whatever bullshit there's going to yeah. be, you're going to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things you notice throughout these sequences, basically everybody likes Rocky. Yeah. He is this outgoing guy, mm-hmm. and everyone says, "Hey, Rock. Hey, Rock. How you right. doing, Rock?" He's just this fixture within this community. Yeah. You know. And there's a really interesting moment. He's talking to the bartender, and we see Apollo Creed. It's our first yeah. view of Carl Weathers on the TV talking about the big match he has. And the bartender says something negative about him. Yeah. And Rocky will not have it. Nope. This is going to be the greatest sporting event in the country's history. A gala occurrence with me beating green like he committed a crime. Will you take a look at that guy? The heavyweight championship of the world fight is going to come from the pros. We got today a jig clowns. On January 1st, the first major event in the country's history. Try clown. Craziest man is champion in the world. He took his best shot and become champ. Huh? What shot did you ever take? But that tells you the difference. That's what I mean. The bartenders of the community, his, right. his idea of success is running the bar. Rocky always has a bigger idea. He appreciates people who are successful at that level doing what they're doing. He's not chasing glamour, but he, un- he respects uh, success. Uh, success. Yeah. And in his and skill. Mind, and skill. Right. And so when he says to that guy, what'd you ever do? What'd you say, hey Rock, you're not happy with your life. That's your problem. Yeah. I'm all right running a bar. And that's the juxt- that's the two that's the argument of both that's both sides of that argument, right? Well and, and it, interesting thing, unlike Polly, yeah, who has illusions about himself. Delusions, yeah. Delusions. Yeah. Rocky doesn't. No. Rocky knows he might not want to say it, you're right. but he knows what he is and he knows what it takes to be Apollo Creed or has mm-hmm. a sense of it. Mm-hmm. And he knows he hasn't done that right you know what i mean like right. so he where's the bartender he, again you know what the bartender's in the cheap seats yeah and rocky knows that the bartender's in the cheap right. seats. that's what it is right that's a great moment mm-hmm. john i can't tell you how excited i am about the cinephiles new sponsor an absolutely incredible game marvel strike force now anyone who's listened to the show knows that i've been reading comic books since i was five years old and this is like a comic book fan's dream come true you could create a mobile squad and play as your favorite marvel characters i mean everyone is there the punisher vision black panther cap or even my favorite marvel character of all time daredevil Your goal is to power up those characters, unlock gear, and use them to compete in player versus player mode, alliance mode, and real-time arena. 
Yes, Steve, and as we speak, they are enjoying their six-year anniversary. Six years, wow. And you know what that means? Free stuff just for signing up via their unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Completing every single mission throughout the entire anniversary will result in an even more special reward. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out, y'all. Check out that unique promo code, and for every new user, please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force. We're very, very excited to have you sponsoring this episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So Rocky heads home, yeah. finds this girl Marie with these guys where they're trying to get some liquor. And she's, what do you think? She's like 13? 13, 12. Yeah. She's 12. She says she's 12. Yeah. yeah. And he and he rescues her. So to speak. And he lectures her. Right. You see, they don't remember you. They remember the rest. You understand? Hey, you got a boyfriend. No, you ain't got a boyfriend. You know why? Why don't you think you have a boyfriend? Because you're hanging out with them coconuts in the corner. You understand? You hang out with them coconuts, you get nowhere. They're lemons. Lemons. You hang out with nice people, you get nice friends. You understand? You hang out with smart people, you get smart friends. You hang out with yo-yo people, you get yo-yo friends. You see, simple math, math. What do you think of this scene? I love this scene because, once again, it's another. It's a furthering of Rocky's, like, whether misguided or not, his impulse to help people, to do the right thing, right. to to be a kind of almost like I don't know like a shepherd in the in the, in this inner city to show that there's something bigger you can be better you can be something else you don't have to be a product of this inner city you know there's a there's a there's a thing where he says that to her uh throughout you know the, I don't want to say and he says it in a nice way he's like I don't want to say the word but it's whore you know he says it almost <laughs> like it's almost like a cuss word coming out of his mouth to say it and he's trying to because he's trying to help her see that like certain guys are you're only going to attract certain guys by acting that way so he's he, trying to help her i totally agree and here's one of the things i was thinking watching it this time is i'm going to reveal a little bit of my full geekiness but yeah. i have in the past played some dungeons and dragons yeah and in dungeons and dragons the way it works is you have attributes for your character so this is how strong he is and this is how dexterous and right. this is how much endurance or whatever and uh, and they each get a number and one of the things that I always thought was brilliant in the game is that intelligence and wisdom are separated. Yeah. So you could be very intelligent, but not very wise. Um, and Rocky is the opposite of that. Right. He's not that intelligent, but he's wise. He's wise, yeah. He's a very wise person. He has an understanding about humans mm -hmm. and about life that's really deep. Yeah. But he's not always that bright. Yeah. And and I love the ending of this scene because of the, he does this whole monologue yeah. as he takes her home. Yeah. And what does she say to him? Hey, Rocky. Yo. Screw you, creepo. Screw, Screw you, creepo. creepo. <laughs> right, exactly. It is great because it's such a great button on the scene. And he doesn't get mad. Nope. He turns around and says, right, screw you, creepo. Who yeah. are you to try to tell people what to do? Who are you? And that's his own internal monologue. Because, and also externally, he's a creep. 
Yo, for walking her home like that? No, I'm you? saying I'm saying his appearance. Oh, he yeah. works for a loan shark. Yeah. I mean, like he, Good you know, points. Good points. I mean, like the, there's a lot. If you just looked at him sort of from the outside, mm. didn't get to know him. Yeah, he's creep. Well, well, we'll talk about it too when we get to Adrian and their date. Right. You know, externally, yeah, Rocky's doing some creepy stuff. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, what's interesting too in the scene is that they bring it back in Rocky Balboa. Have you seen Rocky Balboa? Yeah, I have. She's that's the girl. Uh, I, I don't remember it for. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I don't. The, I the girl, watched that, it once. The, the girl that like fighters fight that, that shepherds him through oh. this. That's Marie. Oh, interesting. yeah, because she, she says that when they first, she's working at that bar that that guy used to own. She's the bartender there, and she tells him, oh, "You might not remember this, but you walked me home one day and tried to get la la la." I, and that's her. Yeah, I didn't because I saw. Well, actually, I want to watch it again. I keep meaning to. Yeah, and I only saw it the once in the theater. Really liked it. It's okay. Yeah, Creed is better. Creed is definitely good. Oh my God, it's a great film. Creed is a really good movie. We got to wait ten years, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, well, it's only. I think it's only nine. Nine. Now. It's all year. It's a year old. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, someday we could break these rules. Yeah. Someday. Someday um, soon, maybe. Yes. Uh, so now we saw him a little bit on TV, but yeah. now we get to meet Apollo Creed. Yeah. Man, Carl Weathers. He's so great. Do you know? Do you know? I just found this out. Yeah. Who they originally cast? No. Ken Norton. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. And Ken wow. Norton dropped out right at the end. And How said, funny. I don't think, I'm so glad he dropped out. Me too. I'm not a fan of casting boxers to be able to play these. They're not trained actors. No. They're not. It's really rare. Yeah. I mean, if they're, I mean it's like some, every once in a while an athlete or yeah. a musician or someone from another world comes along and ends up being a great actor. Yeah. But Carl Weathers. That's so good. The charisma. Because what they're trying to do, they're like, we need our version of Ali. Right. And I got to say, there's few people in the world more charismatic than Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Carl Weathers is Apollo Creed. He pulls he pulls something off. He really does, and he's all, he's Ali in a different way. He's not Ali. It's a different character, yeah. but definitely has that charisma. Yeah, you don't see him leading a people like Ali wanted to do. No, you see him like he's very much about his hubris yeah. as a young black heavyweight champion. You know, well, and he's such a great character yeah. because he's clearly running the show. Yes, we always see him in a suit, mm-hmm. and he is. A Machiavellian genius for the the show business of yep. boxing. Yep, that is what he is. Mm-hmm. And for every moment, I love him. Every single moment on screen. <laughs> Agreed, man. He is great. Agreed. And it was funny. One of the interesting things I was thinking: if you look at all the boxing, the Rocky villains, mm-hmm. with the exception of Clubber Lang, we kind of like them all. Yeah, in the uh, end, I guess Tommy Morrison. I don't really like. No, but. Tom but I don't gets, really count that. But movie. Tom is a young, stupid kid. Like yeah. you kind of excuse it a little bit, but yeah, everyone else we really like. Yeah, we, yeah. in the end, you know, in uh, the end you're going to like Drago him. comes around in the end. Yeah, even in Rocky Balboa, the Anthony Tony character, uh, uh, Andrew Tony character achieves respect for Rocky. Yep. So yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, and and this is definitely one where we like him a lot, and we yeah. find out that the guy he was supposed to fight can't fight. Yeah, and what are we going to do? And again, it's Apollo who comes up with the idea. Yeah, he does. All I can say is I'm a good promoter. I've promoted fights in every goddamn country in the world and I've broken my ass over this one. But I don't know what the hell else to do. I do. Without a ranked contender, what this fight is going to need is a novelty. This is the land of opportunity, right? So Apollo Creed on January 1st gives a local underdog fighter an opportunity. A snow-white underdog and I'm going to put his face on this poster with me. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm sentimental. And a lot of other people in this country are just as sentimental and there's nothing they'd like better than to see Apollo Creed give a local Philadelphia boy a shot at the greatest title in the world on this country's biggest birthday. 
Now that's the way I see it. And that's the way it's going to be. Apollo, I like it. It's very American. No, Jurgens. It's very smart. It's- By the way, that actor is a promoter. So great. He's really good. It's a Bob Arum type promoter that we see now. As a massive fan of boxing, you know, he's not a Don King promoter. That no. comes later in, in uh, Rocky Five, but like, this is a Bob Arum type promoter. This is the old school. Yes. Yeah. And his voice, everything about his look is just so perfect. And his offense that he takes in that scene, he's like, all I know is I've promoted boxing in every country in this world. Like, it's so great. So that when uh, uh, Paulo has that twist and proposes it, he respects like, it so I much. like it. Yeah, Apollo. it's a great idea. Well, what's great in the scene and the great in their relationship is there's no question that Apollo has the power. Yes. But that doesn't diminish his power. No. You know what I mean? Like, he's still, they respect each other. Yep. He respects Apollo. It's, this is a, and we like these guys. Yep. You know, we're kind of interested in them. So yep. They come up with this crazy idea and we go back. Uh, Rocky has a little bit more with the Lone Shark. Yeah. Um, Gazzo. Yeah, Gazzo. Nice little scene. And now yep. it's Thanksgiving. Yes. And Polly has said to Rocky, hey, come on over. And Rocky keeps asking, does your sister know I'm coming? <laughs> Polly says, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Right. Polly, why didn't you tell me you were bringing him here? You look at me, I'm not ready for this. It would make a difference if you were. Look, he's a friend and now he's taking you out. No, I can't. You're in the kitchen and I want you out right now. What's interesting about this scene is that Polly does horrible things in this scene. He does. But without this scene, they don't get together. Right. So this scene accomplishes so much for all three of the characters. Because Rocky, Rocky's not going to get involved. That's between the brother and sister. That's the family. In, in the Italian community, that's huge. You don't get involved in other people's family. Right. That's their stuff. Uh, and Paulie is further promoted as this kind of asshole guy with, with, I don't know, with like he he has goals that seem decent but nefarious means. And so he's very complicated morally. Yes. Yes. And and very like he wants them to get together because I think he knows they should be together and he like wants her out of the house and doesn't you know because he says that late like she's going to be you know she's going to be she's not going to have anyone she's going to be an old maid blah blah blah. And so when he throws the turkey out it's a terrible way to do it but he's also breaking down Adrian's defenses her her walls that she's put up right. for herself so he's breaking them down whether he knowingly is doing it or not in an ulterior I mean in an altruistic way you can debate but I think the end result is the positive he he's hard to decipher mm-hmm. um and, and I think there's a line in Lawrence of Arabia that I always think about oh. which is you can't want what you want or but I can't want what I want right and that's a line that's that's one of those sort of endlessly that's fascinating an awesome line. Yeah. line. And I think Polly is a great example yeah. of he wants all these things, and then if he makes them happen, he's unhappy. Yes, you know, like so. He's there's all these inner battles. He does love his sister. Right. He does want them to be together on yeah. some level, but he also can't not be angry and hurtful and all these right. other things. And by the way, as he's throwing that turkey out, they only had one turkey. They didn't have a lot of budget, so there's a guy who's the turkey catcher out the window. (laughs) By the fifth take, that bird is pretty pretty messed up. Um, And and there's this moment, and this happens twice in the film. Yeah, Polly's so horrible to Adrian that she runs into the bedroom or bathroom, whatever. Yeah, Rocky has this very awkward talking through the door scene, which slide plays. That Polly initiates because Polly says, "Talk to her. You can make jokes. Make your jokes." Yo, Adrian, it's me, Rocky. Rocky, you know. Listen, uh. I don't know what to say because I ain't never talked to no door before, you know. And it's very, very awkward. And then yeah. 
Adrian comes out. Fully dressed. Fully dressed, ready to go. Yeah. Doesn't speak to Polly. Goes, I guess we're going on a date. And this is an amazing transition for yeah. her character from that shy, painfully shy mm-hmm. person we saw before. It's a great arc that she yeah. has. And here's one thing I would tell you, Steve. I was born in Philly, so this thing has a connection for me. And also, I know a few Philly people, and we do. We do with the Fox Brothers, Josh right, Weissman, right, right. these kind of people. But this is this Pauly represents a majority of Philadelphia fans, Philadelphia people. Their reputation in Philadelphia is, is a very hard uh, city to please. They right. they give you their love begrudgingly, but when they do, they love you to the end as long as you don't betray them. Iverson is one of the most complicated basketball players ever in the history of the NBA. He was embraced by Philadelphia because Philadelphia feels the way he did, which is the underdog, which is the lesser than. We're, less, we're, looked, we're looked down upon by New York, by Chicago, by L.A. We're a city that matters too, and there's that anger that permeates their fandom, and you see that in Pauly. There's an anger that no matter what you give him, he's going to be unhappy, and we see this through the whole series of Rocky, right? In Rocky 3, he has all this money he has all this access right. what's he mad about you just gave me this thinking watch you know he, it's never he's never happy no matter mm. what it is until the last movie until Balboa then he, you see that he's found, found the, some measure of yeah, peace as yeah. an older man you know because he is not a peaceful guy no no, no. there's a lot of anger yeah. inside him. but Rocky and Adrian they're going to go off to the ice skating rink yep this scene is magical beautiful and what's interesting is, is so originally there was no ice skating it was just them talking oh and Alvidson said no, no, let's have him doing something. Absolutely. Stallone comes up with the idea that it's ice skating in an outdoor ice skating rink with 500 extras. And, oh, what? No! And then wow. the, the budget gets cut and cut and cut. Thank God. And, and Alvin said, said well, it's, we're going to have a, a bit fewer. It's going to be indoors, or you're going to have a bit fewer extras. We, yeah. And, and Rock, Stallone says, well, how many can you afford? And he says, one. And <laughs> that forces Rocky to rewrite the scene, and that, that's how we create this amazing lovely beautiful scene yeah you know how i got started in fighting huh no am i talking too loud three no. minutes my father he's uh my old man it was never too smart he says to me you weren't born much of a brain you know so uh you better start using your body right so i've become a fighter oh. you know what i mean <laughs> why are you why you left my mother she said the opposite thing. What'd she say? What'd she say the opposite? She said you weren't born much of a body, so you better develop your brain. Did she say that? You! Time! It accomplishes so much, too, because once again, we have this local Philadelphia Zamboni driver, which is great. Right. Great. It gives you color of the city there. And also, Rocky is doing something special. Now, he lies to the guy that she needs to get out and exercise, yeah. whatever, but he's doing something special by keeping the rink open for just her he pays the ten dollars so he can have 10 minutes with her on the ice and that's magical in a movie and how many times has anyone done anything special for adrian exactly i mean we know we assume their parents have died yes we know that we know that adrian's doing all the work in the yep, house yep. she's taking care of polly she mm-hmm. doesn't get he doesn't do special things for right her, right you know and and the scene's so lovely and, and one of the things you notice is Man, Rocky doesn't shut up. No. Rocky talks throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, he's just like a monologue. Mm-hmm. And she starts to talk back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And some of the stuff he says is like the uh, Southpaw, South Jersey, yeah, all this stuff. They're it's dumb just, jokes. But they're sweet. They're, they're sweet. sweet, dumb jokes. And the fact that she's gone skates yeah. and he's jogging, <laughs> it's just lovely. <laughs> and you're right. There are And there are women like this sometimes in these situations. I've seen it, and I'm sure you've seen it too in life, that... 
find themselves in situations where they're being abused by the men they're with, family or otherwise. Absolutely. And they, they just have such low self-esteem in those moments because that's all they've known their entire lives. And so when someone comes along and wants to bring them out of it, you know, it's, it's yeah. magical to watch it happen. I, absolutely. I've, yeah. I've, so, so, so many women I've known have had situations where they didn't get the respect that they deserve. They right. weren't listened to. Yep. And you just sit and listen to them and you see these people open up. That's like a magical thing, yeah. you know, when you get to be around someone as they Absolutely. as they open up to the world, mm-hmm. and that's what you get to watch with Adrian. Yeah, and, and again, you see, and Rocky, I love that he carries the photos with him of his fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. which you got to be pictures of him all bloody and beaten yeah. up. But this is what's special to him, and and again, that sense of of reality where he says you got to be a moron to be a fighter. Yeah. I mean, this is a stupid thing to do. Yeah. And I get again because I just keep thinking about it. It's like you got to be a moron to be an actor. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. such a painful, <laughs> painful job. And, you know, an artist in general. Yeah. It's just rejection and rejection and rejection Constantly. and rejection. Right. We head back to Rocky's place. You want to come inside? Hey, you want to come inside? No, I got to go. Hey, come on. Hey, I got some animals. I got these rare, very rare animals inside. Come on. Come on. No, in. no, I got to go. Tally Shire is great in this sequence. Yes. And Rocky is so cute. And again, this is where it goes to like... If 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 he weren't such a lovely character, this mm-hmm. is pretty creepy. Yes, it is. And she doesn't know yet, right? You know what I mean. And what but she's... he he never grabs her, no, and brings her into the apartment. Like she comes in she, willingly. Yeah, she stays. He willing. pressures her, right? He does pressure her, but he never like. It's only till that one moment where he confronts her, like by the door, by the door, yeah. that it feels like oh, he might be slightly walking that line of abusive. Yeah, but by the end, and I. All I can say is this has happened and it's not always negative. Well, there's no qu- so so first the whole scene yeah is is clearly we know what Rocky wants. Yes. That's not a mystery. It's not to sleep with her, it's to be with her. He, well, he loves this her. is the thing. He loves exactly. he loves her. He loves her. Right. And that's what saves that's that's why I don't have we yeah. talked about other films yeah. where you got kind of go like oh like Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah Blade yeah. Runner was definitely one mm-hmm. where he's like like and particularly with modern eyes. Yes. But this one is like, look, Rocky loves her. Yeah. And these are people who are doing what they're doing. And and, and by the way, we I don't expect people to be perfect in movies. Right. People need and people do these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and and so I think I think where I tend to have the objection is where the director doesn't care. Right. You know what I mean? Um, we want consequences. They may not be perfect, but we want consequences. No, that's not what I mean either. Because sometimes in life we don't have consequences. I know, but I'm watching. I'm not watching a movie to see someone escape. I mean, someone get away with it with no consequence. Right. I understand that. That's not yeah. my. That's not my feeling. My right. feeling is more like. It's like the difference between is a character in a film a racist or is the director a racist? Oh, That's yeah. my feeling. Gotcha, gotcha, Is gotcha. that so is is this character insensitive to this female character yeah. at this moment or does the director not care about women? That's a fair point. You know, that's sort of where I kind of okay. feel it. And in this case, I mean, like the moment it's because it, what we see, it's also how the scene concludes. Right. Because Rocky's moving in and there's something about that moment when he puts his arms up on the pull-up bar. Yeah. And he's in the tank top. Yeah. That's so sexual and vulnerable mm-hmm. and strong yeah. and it, there's something very raw about rocky in this scene yeah you know and i think part of it comes from he loves her yeah he does you know and then he puts the hand on the door that's the most sort of aggressive moment mm-hmm. but then those first you know i'm gonna kiss you yeah you don't have to kiss me back tally shire's performance in this moment is amazing yeah her it's so nuanced man yeah there's like there's like 20 different little actor beats mm-hmm. 
of I move away, but I look up. Is he really going to kiss me? Yeah. And then and then I kind of want to kiss him again, yeah. but he was pulling away, so I put my head down. It's all there's so much happening. And then she surrenders. Yeah. Which is really powerful. It's really powerful. Yeah. Because, because she also, but brother, she, I'm sure she's been hurt throughout her entire life by people she's trusted yeah. or thought cared about her, and so does she open her heart up again? I, my the thing I come back to, Steve, in the scene that she says over and over again is, I I don't think I belong here. Yeah, she says that over and over. I don't think yeah. I belong here, and that's a really powerful thing for her to say because it could be t- interpreted two different ways. One, I don't belong here because I don't deserve this kind of treatment, like this kind of love and sure. affection, or I don't, oh. be- I don't belong yeah. here because uh, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not used to this. I'm not ready to put my walls down. You know those kinds of things. So it well, can be interpreted any way. Well, and and you know we talked about the art department yeah. in Rocky's apartment. Yeah, this is a this is a very male. Yes. Poor, dirty, yes, um, not welcoming place, right? You know, I mean, the the coat's hanging on like a bayonet, and yeah. you know, it's like this is. And when he comes, come sit on the couch. Yeah, it's fine. It's not, you know, it's newspapers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it is a gross room. It is. Um, okay, we don't know exactly what happens, but yep. they go they go to the floor. Sure. Next day, Rock goes back to Mickey. Yes, there's a message for him. Creed wants sparring partners. Right, and then there's this moment. Where Rocky repeats, oh, I think Creed wants sparring partners. Yeah. And Mickey says, that's what I, that's what I said, you dumb Dago. Yeah. <sighs> I think that's Burgess Meredith's idea. Oh, to say that to him? Yeah. Wow. Well, in this exchange. Wow. And it's so powerful. It really is. I'm probably looking for sparring partners for Creed, you know? I said that before, you dumb Dago. You know, I've been coming in for six years. In six years, you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come. You want to know? I want to know how. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a leg breaker to some cheap second-rate loan shark. To living? It's a waste of life. It's a waste of life. And that's the Brando part. You could have been a contender. You could have been somebody. But you didn't apply yourself the way you should have. You didn't. You had heart. And he even compliments him. He says, you, have, you had a heart. You have heart. Yeah. But you just, you couldn't fight the way you're supposed to fight. You didn't focus to train yourself to fight the way you're supposed to fight. You didn't want it enough. And that, like, that's such a great, because we've been following Rocky's story as the protagonist in the story up to the and believing him and being on his side and seeing the way make it. And then this moment we realize, wait, there's more here. There's more history here than we thought. There's more, like, Mickey does care about him. But he's just tired of keeping him afloat with a half-ass effort from from Rocky. And that is him calling him out. Well, and he's watched him for 10 years. Yes. So for 10 years, you watch a guy, particularly a boxer, yeah. not put it in. Yeah, eventually you put his stuff on Skid Row. Right. Because you've got other stuff to do. Yeah. You know, it's funny now being a guy in my late 40s looking mm. at this because I have a lot of those. I didn't, you know, this is how I blew it moments oh, in yeah. the past. Okay. You know, and so now I look at that, you know, Rocky who has passed his moment mm-hmm. and what that feels like. And I didn't understand that when I was eight. Right. But I understand it now, you know, <laughs> I fucking get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Rocky heads to, uh, Cre- creeds or the heads to the promoter's office. Right. This is where the plot of the movie happens. And we're almost an hour in. Yeah. You don't understand me, Rocky. My proposition is this. Would you be interested in fighting Apollo Creed for the world heavyweight championship? 
And I love, in the original script, the promoter said, do you want to fight the champ? And Rocky says, yes. Oh, wow. The no is, is a rewrite. Oh, That's a God. great rewrite. It is. It's so important. Well, it goes back to what you said earlier, Steve, right? He knows who he is. Yeah. He knows his level of expertise. And he says that. He goes, I'm a ham and egger. The champ is, he's so good. It's, yeah. I won't give you a good fight. He knows. Yeah. Any other, most any other boxer would jump at the opportunity for the exposure. Regardless of what would happen in the fight, but he's so he's such a noble guy that in his mind he doesn't want to insult the champion by bringing a lesser ability to the ring for him to waste his time on. Like that's just so powerful and speaks to his goodness, you know. Well, and he's scared. Yes, well, that too, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, and that what he says finally is like he's gonna do it. Yeah, There's that slow push on his face. That guy's scared. Yeah, and he should be. Right. He should be scared. He's taking on something impossible. Well, and you bringing up the actor stuff, that's Stallone, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You got to show up and we got to do that doc scene and you better knock it out of the park or you don't get it or you don't yeah. get this film. And it's just like, yeah, you want to fight the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I'll fight the fight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's great. Uh, we see the announcement on TV yeah. and and Rocky's back home with Talia and immediately we see Polly's jealousy. Yes. Polly's got a problem with this. And trying to angle into helping yep. a, to get a job with him. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Polly there was there even a moment where Polly said, "Congratulations, yeah, Rock." No, there isn't. Yeah. No. And you know what? And I'm sure you've had this when you have friends that have a success. Yeah. I always say congratulations, but that other voice is in my head. It says, "Why them?" Wow, really? Don't you? You no, don't have that? No. Oh, I do. Really? Yeah. Wow. I do. Yeah. It's okay. not it's not the best side of me. <laughs> no, well. You know? Everyone's got their thing. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, if someone's clearly less of talented or lesser ability, then I say, yeah. Yeah, but why? I think but I think everyone not, that's everyone. Really? No, I don't think everyone's less talented <laughs> than me. Uh well the yeah. press conference scene is interesting too because they kind of turn him into a show pony. Yeah, a little and bit. And he fights back. You know, he's yeah. just, who are you pushing, man? Like, that's a great... And the fact they left that into the press conference, they yep. left that on the... Like, I think that's, that's a great character choice. Well, and there's this great moment. Polly says, you know, oh, they made fun of you. And yeah. he says, oh, that didn't bother me. Then we go outside. And he's saying goodbye to, yeah. to Adrian. And then at the last minute, he almost walks away and doesn't say it. Yeah. And then he says... Hey. You know, I said that stuff on TV didn't bother me none. Yeah. That's a great moment. Mm -hmm. And, and that, by the way, that's a sign of a good relationship. Yes. You know? You got to surrender your vulnerabilities. Yeah. Some it, people can take it and some people can't. Yeah. His decision to reveal that part of himself, yeah. that's really important. And when he calls her over for the kiss is a sweet moment, too. He says, yeah. hey. And she walks over and she kisses him. Because, you know, it's, that's, that's, a, that's, that's man it's to the a woman thing. Sweet it's a sweet love awesome. story. Yeah, I love it's it. It's a lovely, lovely... They have a great mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. So the loan shark wants to help out, give him some money. He's a very nice loan shark. Yeah. Gives him $500 yeah. for his training. Yeah. Rocky goes home. Yeah. Mickey walks up those stairs. Yeah, man. This, for me, this is the scene of the movie. Yeah. This is it. This is it. This scene is... It's, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. It's so painful. It's sad. It's sad. And you see Mickey making this speech. You know he rehearsed in his head. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Rocky Marciano. You know, you kind of remind me of the rock. Do you know that? You really think so? That's right. You move like him. And you got heart like he did. I got heart, but I ain't got no locker, do I, Mick? 
and you see that Rocky doesn't want him there and right. is filled. You see all the anger, but he can't quite kick him out. So what he keeps doing is avoiding him. Yeah. And you see Mickey and Burgess Meredith's performance start to spin and start to get less connected. And it starts to get really sad. Yeah. Really sad. And you see all the pain. You see all Mickey's pain in this mm -hmm. moment. The thing that's amazing about this scene too, Steve, is that both sides are legitimate. Absolutely. And both sides are not legitimate. That's what's great about this. Well, scene. their feelings are all legitimate. Right. But Mickey's approach, instead of going to him man to man and being like, hey, I'm sorry for what I said right. to you. I'm sorry about the locker room thing. This is a great opportunity. I'd like a chance to train you. You know where I'm at. Let me know. He comes in and tries to soft shoe him with the whole like, oh, you know, uh, you got to remind me of Rocky Marciano. He says all this real trying to be sweet bullshit because he does not have any other like tactic to use. Right. right? He's not that knowledgeable of a man about emotions. Rocky is a sensitive guy he, because of whatever reason. He's just born sensitive, whatever. And he's been abused. So we see like when he sees that picture of himself, like that picture of himself on the window mm -hmm. in the mirror rather is so so such a you know like it's a heartbreaking picture of a guy yeah. you can see there's pain even in that kid's eyes and so when he when he's walking and doing his stuff it's now rocky's turn to have his defenses his walls challenged by right. burgess meredith not leaving his house as opposed to him breaking down adrian's walls by not letting her leave his apartment and so it's reverse and that's rocky tries to avoid it goes into different rooms and then when mickey opens the door and closes it accidentally closes it because he forgot his hat rocky comes back out then comes back out, and then rocky lets it all out like lets out his real anger which i think is directed at his parents at people in I think it's charge everything. of his life it's everything it's right. every, everything right. he's held in yes yes everything he's held mm -hmm. in as it just all comes out yeah and it is so just like to me there's a direct connection between mm -hmm. this scene and the headbutt and the, yeah, the yeah, response yeah. to the headbutt is like this is the that rocky has this there's rocky's mm -hmm. a lovely wonderful person mm -hmm. who has this fire of anger that is contained 99 percent of the time yeah and then when it comes out though it comes out you can use it to my house oh what's mad you don't like my house my house stinks that's right, it stinks! I have no baby from you! Don't fall around me! Talk about your pride. What about my pride, Mick? At least you have pride! I ain't had no pride, I ain't had nothing! Legs are going, everything is going, no one's getting no nothing! Guy comes up, offers me a fight! Big deal, wanna fight the fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight! I wouldn't wanna fight that big fight, it was gonna happen to me! I'm gonna get that! I'm gonna get that! And there's so much pain in this and so much anger, desperation. And I really think, you know, we don't know anything about Rocky's parents, no. but I really think that Mickey is the father who didn't love him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is the guy who, when he was 20, he thought was going to be for, there for him. Right. And he feels this guy wasn't. And right. All of that. And he's been holding all of that in. And he, he lets it all out so powerfully. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's it's... And I've been there. I've had those moments in my 20s where I'm just yelling at the world about, like, why this? Why didn't I get that? Why haven't I? Why weren't you there? Like, yelling at God and saying, why aren't you? Why aren't you helping me do this? Why are you abandoning me? Why are you? Like, you wanted me to praise you? You want me to worship you? Why aren't you giving me this? Why haven't you? Like, there's that frustration. Because, once again, what's great here about the scene also is, like, Rocky's... A shot at the title is a million to one shot. Adrian's shot at love is a million to one shot. Rocky and Adrian being together is a million to one And Mickey having a shot at yep. training a champion is a million to one shot. There's so much going on here of all these 
uh, down on their luck people with this chance, this chance of greatness, and they're going to do what they're doing, whatever they can in their limited abilities to seize it. And it's so great. And all of them that. are fragile. Yes. And hurt. Yes. And and you could see Mickey's hurt. Oh yeah, Mickey yeah. Mickey going up the stairs, oh. but then really Mickey going down the stairs. Literally hat in hand. Yeah, literally hat and, in hand. And you see, and there's this moment where he says, "I, uh, I, I'm 76 years old." And that's everything, man. That's the truth that's, on, the, on the table, man. That's the I'm about to die. Yeah. That's what like I. This is it. There yeah. is no other moment for me. And still, and and Rocky matches it when he's slamming into the the yeah. door, and he's like, "You want to trade? You want to fight a fight? Take the fight fight." He gets all of it just going out, seeing himself like, "This is my. This is I, I, this is my, I didn't see this coming." And all these people now all of a sudden want to care about me. Why didn't you care about me before? Why weren't you fucking there for me before? And well, it's and, so f- good. and for the moment he gets the fight, I think what's in Rocky's head is, "I'm going to be hurt." I'm yes. going to be humiliated. Yeah. I'm going to be, a, people are going to laugh at me. Yeah. And I have to, and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. I just have to go forward. Right. I'm trapped. Gaza has, Gaza, Gaza has this great line where he says, you've never had any fortune in your life. This it might be turning around. Right. Yeah. When he gives him the $500 and that's like the window into what people who know Rocky for a long time think about his, his life and his yeah. world. And when he runs out the door, out the stairs. Yeah. Mickey's almost scared, which is a great character choice by Burgess Meredith to sure. turn and be almost like, ah, because he's just been yelling at him, right? Yeah. Well, and the fact that they resolve the conflict in silence. Yes! In a, From far away. Far away. Oh, it's brilliant, Steve. We don't get to know what Rocky says. Nope. It doesn't matter because we saw him come down. We, you did it. Yep. That's one of those filmmaking things of like, no, 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 don't, don't mess it up. Right. You got it. Right. We don't have to know. It's beautiful. Yep. It's a beautiful moment. So it's time to start training. Yeah. Let's drink, let's drink some eggs. Let's drink some eggs, huh? So apparently Stallone <laughs> used to do that. Wow. Because he didn't have a stove. And so he would buy a dozen eggs and he would get up and drink six of them. It's not the same. <laughs> Cooking the eggs is so much better. Than they just can't like, yeah, that's a, that seems, that is one of the nastiest moments in film. Agreed. Yeah. It just seems so horrible. Yeah. I don't know how many takes they did, but it seems awful. It does. And then we have his first run and it is a cold, lonely run. Yeah. Through the city. Once again, the city having its own, having a, a character in this film. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Yeah. And all, almost all of that's all stolen shots. Oh, they're yeah. Just out, they're surprised. just out shooting. Because it looked like three them. in the morning, four yeah. in the morning, yeah. Yeah. And they get to the steps, the famous steps, yeah. which now people are, those are the Rocky Steps, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, the, a museum yeah. in, in Philly. And he goes to visit Polly in the meat locker. Yeah. Um, and this is where Polly, man, he's just going to keep pushing and yeah. keep pushing. And that moment where... He starts asking about Adrian. Yeah. That's crossing a line. Mm-hmm. You balling, huh? Hey. Hey, you don't talk dirty about your sister. And Pauly hits the beat, and then Rocky hits the meat. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he goes at it. And he scares the shit out of Pauly, which is why Pauly like, hands him the meat. And then he says, you, like in this weird kind of grabbing his hat way, you know, yeah. if, if you do that to Creed, they'll put us in jail for murder. Pretty Young's great. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah. And, and it's, that's a great show don't tell moment yes. is that he doesn't say, hey, don't disrespect Adrian in right. front of me. You know, don't st- stop messing me. He doesn't say that. He just mm-hmm. hits that meat. And by the way, Stallone says, don't ever hit a side of meat. It, hurt, it hurts. I tried it. Oh, really? Yeah. Back in, uh, I think in my teenage years or whatever, we went to visit something, uh, some farm or something, and they had those meat hanging or whatever. 
and I tried it. Holy crap, it's no joke. Well, there's ribs in there. I know, but <laughs> you know, it looks like it's possible when you watch the movie. Yeah. Oof. Um, we have another little sweet little date scene with yes. Adrian. Yeah. And you notice that her wardrobe, she looks prettier yeah. and prettier in every scene. Which he comments on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now we're training with Mickey. And now mm. we're starting to really get into some training. Yeah. And, and Mickey's giving him some advice. And we're like, okay, this is going to be good. Yeah. We, we show up back at the slaughterhouse. There's a TV crew there now. Yeah. And Polly sets some thing up to make some money. Rocky hits the beat for the TV reporter, mm-hmm. who's a real reporter, by the way. And we cut to Creed's, the promoter's office. Yep. And Creed's T- trainer. What's Tony his? Burton. Tony Burton yeah. is watching. Mm-hmm. That's Which a- is a great thing to add steve right yeah it's great yeah because someone's got to take this kid seriously yeah and it and it foreshadows what's going to happen in the ring and it's brilliant to see that because once again we're allowed to see apollo this is apollo's uh uh achilles heel is his hubris it is the reason why he succeeds it also is the reason why he does not he loses the championship to rocky because he has the hubris it's a great it's a great moment in the sequel rather not in this one obviously right yeah it's it's a great moment and and Mm -hmm. tony burton's reaction yes to that of kind of just sitting forward and champ you should take a look at this is great it's the first little inkling we have of like oh yeah something might be good right but i also think uh this meet this scene in the meat locker with the reporter is great because paulie and rocky have that little exchange that everything's all right which happens between friends right he makes that joke yeah. And uh, Rocky laughs. And and I think that's probably a natural moment between them, maybe even improv. Yeah. Because it, it seems so seems natural. It seems really natural. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they, they made up. They're going to be okay, but yep. not for long because no. we're about to have a big fight. Yeah. And this fight is so intense. Yeah. Polly comes home drunk. To be fair, he does catch them talking about him behind his back. They are talking smack about him. Yeah. In his house. In his house. Yeah. Abs- I'm not saying Polly doesn't have no, a no. reason to be angry. I know, I know. He definitely has a reason to be angry. Right. I mean, it's also, it's a hard thing because... Rocky's right about yeah, Polly, right? And he wigs out and freaks out and calls Adrian a loser. In addition to swinging the baseball bat, yeah, which is scary. Yes, screams at Adrian, calling her a loser. And mm-hmm. man, again, Talia Shire, mm-hmm. her explosion back at him is amazing. And that's the first glimpse of the Adrian we're going to see in subsequent movies. Right. Who's going to be the engine behind Rocky, right? And her, or with Rocky, and when she unleashes on him and throws Polly down. Because most drunks, when they're lashing out, they're lashing out from pain and hurt and anger. Absolutely. And so when you confront them with their pain and hurt and anger, the, the walls are already down, so the vulnerability kicks in and the tears come. And that's what happens in that moment. Like, Polly is confronted with his 
uh, his losership. Like he's a loser. He's right. legitimately a loser, actually, right. which is why he calls everybody else a loser because he, he knows he is and he wants everyone else to match him to where to be where he's at. And he's trying to create that with Adrian, and Adrian fights back. Well, and he, yeah. So he's confronted with Adrian's emotional power yes. and higher ground. You know, she has yeah. the moral. When she yeah, she lays out the argument. She's like, no, this is what it mm-hmm. is, and she's absolutely right. Rest. And then she gets confronted. He gets confronted with Rocky's physical power. Well, because he. He accuses her of, of losing her virginity yeah. to Rocky. He says that to yeah. you broken. You lost yeah. your virginity. And that's yeah. that's too far for Rocky. And and, and the whimper yes. that he gives. And Adrian has fled into the room. Yes. And again, Rocky doesn't hit him. Right. Rocky just like once he's intimidated him, that's enough. Because Rocky right. doesn't want to hurt Polly. No, he doesn't. No. Because he knows he can. Of course, yeah. In a way that Polly doesn't even understand. No. And and when Polly says in that whimpering voice, I can't haul meat no more. That's yeah. As powerful as Burgess, as Mickey's, sure. I'm 76 years old and blah, blah, blah. Because that's people talking about their station in life in this inner city and they're just fucking broken, man. Yeah. And it's so great. Yeah. And again, like with the turkey scene, yeah. Adrian's ready to go. Yep. Want a roommate? <laughs> Boom. That's how you move in. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> this is it. And we're moving forward. Now we go into what I think is the first training montage. Yeah. This is a this is like a whole genre yeah. that gets started here. We mm-hmm. get the music, we get the we get, and we go from the running to the sit ups, the push ups, the punching, getting hit in the belly, yeah. all this stuff. It's a great training montage. We never saw. Do we ever see training montages in any other film before this? This is moment? what I'm. I don't know the answer, but yeah. like this is the this is obviously a huge one. I mean, there have been montages in gladiator films, like in Spartacus. There's a montage. But it's not a montage. It's not necessarily a montage, but it's like scenes of them training to become better gladiators. I mean, in filmic terms, that's a montage. Right, I guess. I mean, yeah, but, but, but there's this, one person. Yeah. I, I think it's just the, this is so influential yeah. that this becomes the iconic, yes. let's have a, you know, if we go to Team America, we're going to need a montage. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like this establishes this is how these montages exactly. work, exactly. Uh, and it's great. And again, yeah. you see, which we see from Stallone for all these Rocky yeah. movies, they got the dude's impressive. Yeah, and he this is not easy. No, you know, and, and I don't know that there's movies where actors put this much physical discipline. Maybe Bruce Lee. We talked about Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the other one. Yeah. Up to this point, after this point, we're going to get Arnold, and we're going to get all sorts of actors. Right, but I think we have De Niro in '80 with Raging Bull, where he really puts yeah. that time into to. to Fight absolutely. Like yeah. yeah. So absolutely. there are certain actors that are able, yeah, that do do this. Yeah. Yeah. But that's four years later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the montage ends with running up those steps. Yeah. And raising his hands in the air. And this is just an iconic movie yep. moment. It's yep. fantastic. And that gets us to the fight. Yeah. It's the night before the fight. Rocky can't sleep. Yo. Goes down to the arena. It's a big room. Yeah. Big, big room. And the, the intimidation of that, of being in that space. Mm hmm. And standing in the middle of that ring and looking up at those big, huge banners. Yeah. Rocky, Rocky could be in trouble. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of Hoosiers, where they walk yes. into the yes. big thing at the end and he, like, he measures out the right, basket, right. right? But he doesn't have a Gene Hackman to show no. him that like, he went by himself. And the promoter comes in and they have that. Which, by the way, 
the promoter coming in off frame right mm-hmm. in front of the camera is perfect it's just yeah. so good uh and having that back and forth with rocky which once again reaffirms the fact that he's just a show pony in most people's eyes he said i'm sure you'll give us a good show because it doesn't matter that his trunks don't match right. what he's actually going to be wearing uh in the fight which by the way that came because the person who did the banner got the trunks wrong. Oh, was that and for It was real? an actual mistake. <laughs> um, and so they, they didn't just, want to pay for another one. So they just used it. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Goes, goes back home and has this wonderful, oh. sweet conversation with, with Adrian. Can't do it. What? I can't beat him. Apollo? Yeah. I've been out there walking around, thinking. I mean, who am I kidding? I ain't even in the guy's league. What are we going to do? Dude, I have had that conversation with women I've dated at certain times in my life when really important things are about to happen. And I, you know, and even with the Schmodown to a degree, like there, and I know it's just a movie trivia competition. No, but you take it really seriously I really and you do. work really hard for yeah, it. Yeah, and there are nights before, like when, before I was going to fight Dan, there were nights before I was going to fight Dan where I was like, I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to win. There's no way I can win. But when, but for whatever reason, I was in a better place the day of the fight and I won. But there are fight when I lost to Riley, I just could not snap out of that funk. Sometimes as a competitor, you're in that funk and you just don't think you're going to be able to show up on the day of. And so I understand that, that, that moment well, so much. Well, this is the weird thing about being in the zone, is that when you're in the zone, yeah. you, you, it's so obvious how to do everything. Everything yes. works. Right. And when you're not in the zone, you can't figure out how you got in the zone in the first place. Right. Like, how do I get, I remember that feeling of being, for whatever it is you're doing, yeah. whether it's a work thing, an artistic thing, sure. a physical thing, whatever it is, yeah. is that you go... I remember what that was. Okay, just go back to feeling like that. And you cannot <laughs> no, do it. You can't manufacture no, it. No, no, it just happens. Well, yeah. I mean, this is why Zen practice and meditation, this is why athletes have rituals. This yeah. is why actors have rituals and musicians play scales right before whatever you do. Yeah. Because you're, and, and I know this, like, it's really funny thing because I spent so much time on martial arts mats. Yeah. Is when I sit down and I kneel on a mat. Uh, something changes. My breathing changes. Something changes because I've just done it so right. much. When I would used to do yoga, and I would, they would say, breathe deeply. And I'm kneeling in yoga. I would feel that martialness come on me. <laughs> right. And I'm like, no, dude, this is not that place. Right. Like, you're in a different... But my body just was yeah. kind of going, okay, we're going to be sparring. We're going to do something else now. Um, one of the things I really love in this scene is that Rocky says, you know, I don't think I can do... I can't beat him. Right. And Adrian says, what are we going to do? Yeah. What are we going to do? That we is... Man, that's a powerful we. Every man wants to hear that we from his woman. Yeah. Every man. From his, well, I don't want to say his woman in a possessive way. I mean that in the no, woman that he's chosen to spend his life with and he's by his side. You want that woman who's going to fight with you in those moments and yeah. pick you up and understand you're not a loser for feeling this way. You're right. not a loser for being vulnerable in this moment. I'm with you. Absolutely. It's powerful, man. Yeah, it's a really powerful moment. Mm-hmm. And then Rocky says the key thing to the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, it don't matter. Because there was nobody before. Don't say that. Oh, come on, Adrian. It's true. There was nobody. That don't matter either, you know? Because I was thinking, it really don't matter if I lose this fight. It really don't matter if this guy opens my head either. Because all I want to do is go to distance. Nobody's ever gone to distance with Creed. 
in a fight and go that distance. You see, and that bell rings and I'm still standing. I'm going to know for the first time in my life, you see, that I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood. That's all you want. That's all I want to do with Dan. I just wanted to go the distance. Yeah. I just wanted to make it to the fifth round. When, yeah. when, when I was making the assistance, the thing mm. I kept thinking is, I got to leave it all on the court. Yeah. I'll leave it all. I don't want to leave. I don't want to have anything, anything I didn't leave behind. Right. No regrets. You know, there's that. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, that's all we can do in the yeah. world. That's all we can put out there is mm-hmm. everything we have. Mm-hmm. And, and the results of things, we, yeah. uh, result is just a moment that you live in for a second. Yeah. Everything else is process. You know, mm-hmm. and that's such a wise thing. That's it. Rocky is a wise man, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and, and that sets the tone for where we're going to go. Yeah. We go to prepping for the fight. It's very quiet. It's almost a silent preparation. Which I love. I do too. Love. The yeah. sound of the taped hands slamming into each yeah. other. The sound of the breathing in of the nose. Even the, the like gasp, the mini gasp. It was like, uh, 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 that they have. Yeah. The nose. It's all of it is just so, yeah. it lets you into the real, the nuance of preparing for a fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we head out to the ring. Rocky is wearing a big uh, ad for the meat locker on yeah, his yeah. on his back. And we have the first instance of something we're going to see much more in the next two movies yeah. of a little joking between Mickey and Rocky. Yeah, and they the are ring. a great comic yeah. thing. Hey, what the hell is that? I trained you to be a fighter and not a billboard. I'm doing it for a friend. What, what do you get out of it? Paulie gets three grand, I get the rope. Shrewd. <laughs> right. <laughs> But it's also great, Steve, is that we have that little one between him and Adrian in the locker room, and Adrian is wearing the red hat, which becomes iconic. Right. And she's wearing this all black. Like, she is, once again, as you said, progressively more and more uh, attractive, more and more uh, powerful Confident, in, her, yeah. in, her, in her outfit choices, right? It's a very strong black pantsuit that she's wearing with a great bright red hat, and they have the back and forth. Then he goes, because he has her with him. She can't watch him, but she's with him walking to the ring. Yeah, and you're right. They have the joking stuff and whatever, and then Apollo shows up. Lord Almighty! Apollo what an, it's what up. an entrance! <laughs> it's such a great entrance. It, it's kind of boxing as wrestling at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is a big, huge theatrical mm-hmm. entrance. He comes in. They had essentially no extras for this fight. They had about thirty people. Wow. Yeah, thirty, forty people. They're yeah. not in that big arena. They had that for one shot. Yeah. Uh, they're in the really small space, and then they intercut with fu- footage from Madison Square Garden. Yeah. From I think it's the Ollie Frazier fight. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that footage is from it makes sense it doesn't really match but we don't really care who cares it doesn't it doesn't right. matter um you have joe frazier come in which is so awesome yeah uh and joe i find it weird that one throws me out of the really? movie a little bit yeah why that uh, happens all the time in boxing I, I know it does but it's a real person from the real world coming into the boxing oh world. shit to me it adds more world. legitimacy to the movie yeah it's funny and it's I, philadelphia and, he's and a philadelphia fighter. i listened to salone's commentary track he yeah. does he doesn't like frazier coming in wow yeah, really for, for that reason oh interesting um, but it's it, you know it's a taste thing because it, it's, yeah. it's like um when you have real newscasters in movies playing newscasters. That I agree with. Where it's sort of like, oh, yeah. I was in a movie. Because it feels like, oh, they're making a cameo in this movie. Yeah. Depends on the... I mean, listen, I love Rocky. This is not... No, a, of course, This of is course, like just course. a little like, oh, I, okay. For me, it works because he's a Philadelphia fighter, Frazier. He Absolutely, is so connected yeah. to it. So it just made sense to me. Yeah. But I get it, though. And even at this beginning... Even though Rocky's about to fight him, you could tell Rocky's a fan of Creed. Yes. He, he, he admires him. Yeah. And Creed is trying everything he can to intimidate him and, yeah. and make him like, feel terrible. And he's just kind of taking it in stride. And now we're ready for the fight to start. And something that occurred to me this time was that the movie is not slow. Yeah. But you feel like you lived a lifetime to Bef- get to this point. Yeah, before you get to the fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, you've been through a lot. You've mm-hmm. lived with these characters. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and part of that, I think, is that it doesn't have traditional structure. This is a character study movie. Right. This is not like three acts, here's what the movie is about, let's mm-hmm. drive towards this goal. It's like, no, let's meet these people and spend time with them. Yeah. It's, it almost walks the line. And I think that's why it was nominated for Best Picture, Steve, because it's not just a sports movie. It's not It's not a at all. drama. Yeah. It's a drama that happens to be about boxing, but it's a drama. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you look at the films as they go on, uh, yeah. Several things happen is Rocky gets pretty Sylvester Stallone gets yeah, prettier yeah. The character gets somewhat smarter Some yeah. of the time And the fights get longer Yes That's what happens Particularly yeah. by the time You get to Rocky 4 Right Rocky 4 is like half I like Rocky 4 Yeah me too But but it's yeah. like half montages And fights Agreed You know yeah. As opposed to this film um, So the fight starts Round 1 And immediately You see Creed's level of skill Yes And there's the bell For round 1 and man carl weathers can move yeah, i mean the guy's can. a real athlete yep. and it is a what what stallone says is he wanted choreography in two shots yeah as opposed to like close-ups and faking things and they do i mean it's a i don't think it's like the greatest fight choreography in the world no, no. but storytelling wise it's really really good yeah and creed is just hitting him at will jabbing him at will taking him apart rocky's got nothing and then boom And which, I, which again, been foreshadowing to that moment, the body punch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he knocks him down with, a, with an uppercut. Was it an uppercut? Okay, fair. I think it's an uppercut. Yeah, you're right. It's a body punch later. Later on. When almost, he can almost beat him. He destroys yeah, yeah. him with body punch. That's right. That's but right. this Good is an call. uppercut. And yeah, to right. me, I think it's, um, it's like that headbutt moment. It's like the fight with Mickey. It's yeah. everything he has yeah. in this moment goes into this punch and knocks yeah. Creed down. Right. Oh, it's such a good moment. Right, and then Stu and Nahan and the commentators are like, this is the first time Apollo Creed's ever been knocked down in a fight, blah, blah, blah. So it's even more amazing, you know, that this uh, ham and egger knocked him out. Absolutely. Knocked him down, rather, with one yeah. punch. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, something I thought about watching this time is that thing we talked about in other films is that mm-hmm. great athletes need great rivals. Yes. And I don't think Creed's had a great rival. Doesn't seem like it. Up to this point. Yeah. And now he's, met, he's come face-to-face with a person in the ring mm-hmm. that he can't intimidate, mm-hmm. that he can't, that, that's just going to keep coming at him. Yeah. And, and and that he didn't prep for no. as he would another fighter, as yeah. he would a, a what would be a skilled or experienced fighter. And and what's a, and you're right, Steve, because earlier in the conversation with the promoter, way back an hour ago, when they're trying to figure out what to do with this fight, the promoter lists all the people who don't want to fight him or who right. put on weight or have left the country or whatever. Yeah. And it's just lets you know he doesn't have a rival because a rival would step up on five weeks notice. Absolutely. Shot at him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but Creed gets up and yes, just takes does. takes Rocky apart, yeah. breaks his nose. Mm-hmm. First round ends. We have Rocky saying, "Man, this guy is great," that goes which Creed. I love. Yeah, which I love. And you have Creed, Creed. You know, is it Creed who says he doesn't know this is a show? He thinks this is a damn fight. Yeah, yeah. No, I think no, I think it's Tony. It, it's, it's Tony. Tony who says Tony that to him. Says, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a great moment. And we start yeah. round two, and now we see two things that are really important. Yeah, Creed's skill, Rocky's grit. Yeah, that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. That he's going to keep coming. Right. Yeah. His heart, man. Heart. Yeah. Which is what Mickey talked about earlier in the film. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is why this is about movies is mm-hmm. that skill is not dramatic. 
Right. Skill carries with it no emotion. It can be really fun to watch great skill. Yeah. It was really enjoyable to watch a beautiful fight or a beautiful right. fight choreography. Right. But it's not inherently emotional. It's exciting. Yeah. It's thrilling. It's not emotional. Heart, toughness, yeah. character, that's emotional. This is why in tennis, people respect Sampras, Ivan Lendl, but people love McEnroe. People love Jimmy Connors. Mm. People love Andre Agassi. They don't carry the amount of titles that Sampras had, but they carry the heart, the grit, the showmanship. And it's what makes people gravitate to these kinds of sports heroes. This tech, great technique that is level all the time, you respect it, but it doesn't carry the same kind of power as the personality yeah. with the fight. You right. know? I mean, we, we're drawn to drama. Yes. You know, for a reason. Yep. Um, you, w- you wouldn't go to see a machine play tennis. Right. You know, even if it played tennis perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's the reaching for the ball. Mm-hmm. It's the doing the impossible. It's the coming back right. from an impossible, you know. Yeah, deficit or situation or drop yeah. shot or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's the human factor. Yeah. That's what excites us yeah. about sports. And that's what's exciting us in this movie. Yeah. We go, we skip a whole bunch of rounds. Yeah, it's really funny. This is, you're right, Steve. This fight is like it's 10, sh- 15 minutes it's long. Short. It's short. <laughs> Bill Conti's score during this fight is so great. The low bass, all of that, like that just lets you know that this is, it gives you that feeling that Rocky is operating from that grit in his gut. You know, yeah. the barbed wire, the broken glass in his gut. And that's it's coming from there. It's an yeah. animalistic. Yeah. It's so great that it carries you to believe in him and to go into the fight and through the rounds, rather, and then to round 14, where he starts to do the body punches because he, he has no other option. Like, he's just, he's got to do that to stay alive, you know? And, and just to be clear, humans don't really take punches the way they take punches in Rocky movies. Yeah, no, because they put their hands up and they defend. Yeah. Professional boxers do not hit, get hit like that. You know, it's, there's a lot of defense that's involved that they didn't do any of well, that. Well, and, and if you take, let's say, three of those huge yeah. punches... Almost in any fight you've ever seen, that's it. Yeah, you you're know done. the way you're teeing up, and and, and Rocky's just head forward, yeah. <laughs> getting punched for 15 rounds. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The movie's great. It's right. not a criticism, of course. Just pointing it out. Right. So we get to the we get to the round 14. Yeah. Still, Rocky's almost done. I mean, he's so right. beaten up. Right. Rocky goes down, and what does Mickey stay? Stay down. Stay, stay down. Down. Yeah. Stay down. Yeah. down. Stay down. Adrian comes into the arena. Yeah. Everything's Rocky is struggling to get to his feet. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where Creed turns back and looks as Rocky gets up. That is so, with his just sadness yeah. and fear and regret, and I don't want to go back and fight this guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is what's great about that moment, Stephen. It's also what's great about film is you can interpret that look any way you want. For the first few years of my life, I thought that look was um, pity or sadness for Rocky. Now, as I've gotten older, that look has taken on a whole of like, I gotta do this again. Yeah, I can't beat this guy. 
what am I going to do? I gave him everything I got, and he keeps getting up. And I'm almost done. And I'm almost I got nothing. done. Right? I got I've got nothing. ribs I'm trying to cover. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes out one more time and starts hitting him with the body. Yeah. And those body blows are powerful. Of yeah. Him. And they're hitting each other, too. I mean, there, there's a lot of misses, obviously. Oh, yeah. But they're really hitting each other. Stallone talks about that all the time, yeah. that he wants that reality in all the Rocky films. Yeah. And they've got eight-ounce gloves on, which are illegal <sighs> now. Jesus. That hurts. Yes, it yeah, does. that really hurts. So we get to the end of the 14th round. Yeah. Both men totally exhausted, completely wiped out. The bell rings on the 14th. They steer him back because Rocky is starting to pound the pound creed into that and so he is almost out on his feet yeah when the when the bell rings for four, the end of the 14th round burton tells creed you're bleeding inside champ oh, i'm gonna stop the fight hey, you're you're gonna stop nothing, man. You're stop nothing. that's really scary yeah internal bleeding mm-hmm. and rocky says i can't see out of my eye cut me neck oh god that scene is so gross and they really used to do that yeah of that course they used did. to be really yeah. be a thing it's illegal now they don't do it no um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then they these two broken warriors get up to start the fifteenth round, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we got and we got so he's covering his side, yeah, uh, trying to protect it. Yes, and Rocky goes to the body, yeah, man. And if that fight lasts another yeah. fifteen seconds, <laughs> which is great, I think Rocky wins. Of course, and that's what's so great about the movie. Yeah, he comes that close to winning it. Yeah, and it's not about winning it. Yep, it's about having the guts to stand there and take the hits and fight and give it everything you got, and whether you win or not. That's what matters, right? Yeah. yeah. And we hear, by the way, we hear the great, ain't going to be no rematch. Yeah. Don't want one. Don't want That's one. That's a great, well, there and is. And then the music <laughs> hits, right? And, and I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it. You know, the bell is ringing. Adrian comes in. He's yelling, Adrian. Here it's chaos. Rocky, you went the distance. You went the 15 rounds. How do you feel? All right. What are you thinking about when that buzzer's on? Uh, la- what do you think about when the 15th round when you're coming out? And then Adrian's coming in, and he's calling to her, and we're hearing in the background what in any other movie would be the most important thing. Who won the fight? Right. We don't care. We don't care. It doesn't matter. It's lost in the shuffle, dude. It's a split decision. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Nope. It doesn't matter. What matters is him and Adrian and that he did it. Yep. And Paulie doing one last final act of goodness or to somewhat redeem opens the rope up. Yep. Because in his... In his arrogance, he wants to run into the ring and be with Rocky, and he's fighting with that cop. And so he, but then Adrian comes up, says his name, and he lifts the uh, uh, ring yeah. rope so that Adrian can climb in. What interesting thing, by the way, that final scene—that's a reshoot. Oh shit! Yeah, they shot it because originally Rocky left the ring and had the final scene with Adrian up in the aisle. Oh, that doesn't work at all. No, and so this is a reshoot, and they oh, had like thank s- God. They had like eight extras at this point, mm-hmm. and it's like the producers and assistants, <laughs> and you notice they're just wiping in front of the camera yes. to give you a sense of a lot of people, but oh, there's barely any people there. How funny. Yeah. Adrian! Adrian! Rocky! Adrian! Rocky! Hey, where's your hat? I love you! And it's a great exchange between them because they haven't said they love each other yet that we've seen on screen. Yeah. And she says it to him first. She says, I love you. I love you. And I love you. Right. And, it's, and then she just keeps saying it over and over again because she's wanted to say it to him probably for quite some time. But once again, her walls, her history of being abused by people in her life who she's given her heart to, this is the moment that she can give it to him because she sees what he 
like has confronted and he sees that he loves her enough that he he does not ask her to be by the ring he is okay with whatever she's comfortable with and she comes down to him which i think is really powerful like she's choosing in that moment to be in essence his life partner you know and so in that and running into the ring holding him telling him and it's just a great powerful moment and the music hits and the thing ends and it's so great and and it's Interesting, we, and we'll, we'll learn these things more later in yeah, the films, yeah. but it's pretty clear. She doesn't love boxing. No, no, no. She loves him, right? and boxing is part of him, mm-hmm. and that's it. You most, know what I mean? Yeah, most of the wives, well, because I've followed boxing since I was like 15 years old, you know, most of the wives aren't fans of boxing. No. They, love them, they love their men, and their men, this is their career. This yeah. is their job, so yeah. they're there to support them, but most of them have a really hard time watching them fight. You know, because logically you would, you could die at any moment, you know? So this little movie comes out Mm -hmm. and it becomes this huge, huge hit. Yeah. And it's so, it's just, that's a magical thing Mm -hmm. that, that, because it is, again, it's the one in a million Yeah, that it actually happens Mm -hmm. for Stallone. And he gets nominated for both, both writer and actor, which only two other people have been done that Charlie Chaplin and Orson Welles wow the only other two have been nominated for both writer and actor what company in the same film yeah serious company yeah. Uh, the movie wins best picture yeah and deservedly so and it spawns many many sequels yeah and I was thinking about this I was, I was thinking if you look at this as a series of films this might be the most successful artistically series of films I can think of because like you look at Star Wars mm-hmm. and Star Wars has the first two are great. Yeah. The third one is okay. Okay. Sure. The prequels are terrible. <laughs> and then you get to the new ones, which are good. Yeah. So that's eight films. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, five winners, or not even five winners, mm-hmm. you know, four, three, four and a half winners. Um, you get, you look at Star Trek and we alternate good, yeah. and, good and bad films. Yeah. You look at the Bond films, long series of films, right. most of them terrible. Right. You look at Rocky films, we've had uh, seven now. Seven. Seven of which I would say six, five of them are good, really good. Yeah. And one of them is pretty good. You yes. Know? You know, and then one that's not good. Yeah. That's a really good record. I would agree with that. You know, um, it's a really successful thing that really is yeah. run, run by Stallone up until you get to Creed. Yeah. I would you say know? Creed and Rocky are the top two of the entire lexic of the entire series of franchise of, of the franchise. But like. Two, three, and four. I love all all are fantastic and eminently rewatchable. Totally. Uh, five is five has a cheese factor. The fight is great. The fight's really good at the up end. until the fight. It's all bullshit. Yeah. I think the opening is great. I think if he, nowadays you could have done the brain damage storyline so much more powerfully. But sure. Stallone said he learned from five that they don't people don't want to watch their heroes die this way. No. And so that's why he brought him back in Balboa that way, and of course in Creed as well. Because in Creed, he gives him cancer. He doesn't right. give him brain damage, which right. is l- more logical to brain damage, but sure. he chooses well, the easier people get route. cancer. Yeah, um, exactly. Right. Um, and Creed has that same yeah. s- character-based yep. story thing with a lot of heart and movingness. Yep. That it, so so that, you know, that's pretty amazing to keep a franchise mm-hmm. alive and stay true to a very subtle character yeah. over such a long period of time. Yeah. I mean, it's 41 years ago, yep. you know? Yep. That's pretty amazing. It is. So, what are your final thoughts on Rocky? I absolutely love Rocky so much. It has affected my life in so many ways. It is a, is this franchise that I come back to many, many times. The character of Rocky Balboa has inspired me 
in many times in my life, and I'm sure I'm not alone in a majority of people listening to this episode of this podcast because it is he's an iconic character for that reason. The underdog fighting against the odds. Not all of us are born with silver spoons in our mouths with everything laid out for us. Most of us have to fight for what we have in life. And that's what Rocky represents. And he has this sweetness, this vulnerability, this gentleness that a lot of us would like to have and have somewhere in deep inside of us or have it like as a prevalent thing in our lives that we identify with it. And we cheer for him because we want to win too with him. We want him to win so badly, you know, and the film itself takes its time, which is what's so fantastic about this. And I think that's the reason it won Best Picture. It's one of those rare sports films that wins Best Picture. Maybe the only one, if I remember correctly. I might be wrong, but I think... It might. Oh, Chariots of Fire won Best Chariots Picture, Fire, too, yeah. which is one of my favorites, bar none. And so... But it, once again, both those films about character study more than the right. fight, right? And I think that's what we see here in Rocky. We see this guy down on his luck. Life's not going so great. He's got all this stuff against him. But he has this... Just this thing that guides him. And he's a noble character. He's such a noble character. And the film highlights that. And I think the film still holds up even nowadays as we watched it before we did the podcast. So I, I can't recommend this film enough. And it won Best Picture for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, um, you know, we've talked about a lot of movies. And we've talked yeah. about movies that were really scary. We talked about movies that were really thrilling and exciting. Mm. We talked about a few films which I described as perfect movies, which is a strange category of yeah. just everything in its right place, no mm. moment wasted. The word that keeps coming to mind for Rocky is this is special. Yeah. This is special. You're kind of feel privileged, or I do, to have spent some time with Rocky Balboa. Mm. And I think part of the reason it's so special for me is that it is a deeply compassionate movie. Yeah. Is that the love it has for these people, broken and rough edges and pain and anger and loss and sadness, and it just loves them. And Rocky loves these people unconditionally, yeah. and we do too. And so, And it's interesting in a movie that has violence at its core to be so loving and yeah. compassionate and filled with heart, you know, that's so, it's so unique, yeah. you know, and the character of Rocky Balboa, if you look at all the characters that have gone through multiple movies, he is so different. Yeah. He's not that smart. He's not that articulate, but he's so, you just have to love him, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's because he has so much love right. inside of him right. and, and he has so much love in spite of all the pain that he has. And yeah. He has, carries around real pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an inspirational movie. And, um, yeah, it, it works me still to this day. Yeah. Thinking about it now, the still, the eyes are a little teary. Yeah. Yeah, it really, really moves me. Yep. So that's what we think about Rocky. We'd love to hear what you think. Please visit, visit us on Facebook at the Cinephile, C-I-N-E-F-I-L-E-S. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a review there. Go subscribe to us on YouTube if you'd rather get your podcast that way. Leave your comments on YouTube. We, we love seeing them. You can subscribe to us on Stitcher. Mm -hmm. And now yeah. you can join the Cinephile family by joining us on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon is a great website where uh, it's, it's a way for people to support projects and artists and podcasts that you like. And if you join with us, there are all sorts of great bonuses you can receive. Like The big one is you can suggest a movie, right? If you build up to that, you can suggest a movie for us to do. There's other ways we do additional content for you. We give you a social media. Like we follow you on social media or we even like if you leave us a, a you know a certain amount we can even talk about you on the show maybe even speak about one of your comments 
whatever we highlight you on the show there's a number of things and hopefully steve and i have a number of contacts in the industry we can work up to giveaways which would be great as well signed dvds or yep. posters or or whatever you know there's a, we know a lot of people in the industry so there's certainly a lot of possibilities but the main thing is that we enjoy doing the show and we would love to have you guys contribute to help us keep doing the show uh to cover the costs and what have you uh, of the time and the amount of effort you guys can tell the amount of effort that we put into the show i think is very very evident on all the episodes that we do and so we'd love for you guys to be to come in and and be one of our patrons through the patreon page and and as you know one of our favorite things is interacting with you yeah that that the podcast has gotten better because of your film suggestions because of your ideas and joining us on patreon is a even a better way that you can become involved in the cinephiles and hopefully in episodes down the line absolutely Uh, so we'd love to have you do that Uh, as always you can reach me at sr morris john where can they reach you you guys can always reach me at the Roca says R-O-C-H-A on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, please always uh, look out every Thursday morning for the Outlaw Nation podcast on the Schmozno Plus podcast channel every Friday at 10 a.m. on Collider Movie Talk. And then there'll be some other stuff coming down the pike, which I will announce on all my social media. So please follow me there again. That sounds good. And that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on The Cinephiles. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.